Hi, this is Laura with Kick Ass in Life, where I help you get hired fast, be smart with money, and be a happier and healthier you. What a few weeks we have had. I wanted to check in with you. How are you holding up? This is a super weird time, and it's odd for a lot of reasons. So we're all kind of living in this time of limbo with coronavirus, and it's pretty scary, honestly. We don't know how long it will last, and so it leads to these feelings of uncertainty and stress and anxiety. Our new normal is waking up and and living and working from home, and some of us in really small spaces. So trying to figure out this new normal of what does a workout look like in these these homes and and what does work look like? And it could be with other people trying to do the same thing. There's little separation between work life and home life, and it can lead to these feelings of frustration, anxiety, and stress. So I am here for you, and I'm also experiencing this new normal right now with you. And so uh, we're in it together. And today I hope to help you as you navigate this new normal working from home by talking to a productivity expert, somebody who can really help us to find tools and ways to be more effective in this super weird time. Before I forget, I wanted to mention I have a couple of eBooks now, if you have a little bit more time to read, Kick Ass in Your Career and Kick Ass with Your Money, now live on Amazon. You can find links to them from my site, kickassin.life. Also, because I know you love learning, I wanted to invite you to two free months of Skillshare Honestly, there's no better time to learn a new skill than this time when you have a little bit more time. And it's usually $10 a month, but because you're a listener, you can get your first month free by going to kickassin.life forward slash tools forward slash partners, giving you unlimited access to over 18,000 classes on everything from design to photography to marketing to technology. So let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Jeff Sanders. He's a productivity expert. He's the host of the show, The 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast, and book by the same name. He got started on this path of productivity when he was really testing ways to be even more productive in his own life. And he is effective. I'm so happy to have him on the podcast. The intentionality is the core thing. I think that's the one thing most people miss is just making a very clear list of what uh, what a, a day would look like that was a victory. Like what would today actually be if it was awesome and be intentional with that. And once you've decided what those things are for you, it, then it's just the question of actually following your own to-do list and doing it. We talk about how you can work most effectively in this new situation, how you can block distractions, guarantee focus, be amped up for the day and get stuff done all while you're stuck in place. We talk about how to maintain focus, establish specific work times, how to win your morning, how to deal with that afternoon slump, and how to still achieve your goals and so much more. Let's dive in. Jeff, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you more about productivity. It is something we all need in this in this time where we're working from home and working remotely. Um, so I'd love if we could start with an introduction of, of you and your podcast and the work that you do in productivity. Sure. I think most people know me for my podcast called The 5 a.m. Miracle. I also have a book by the same name and then a second book called The Free Time Formula. And basically everything I do relates to productivity. I'm always trying to find new ways to help people get things done. And I think that's for the most part for me, the whole thing started when I was just trying to be productive myself. I had a lot going on and wanted to figure out ways to 
uh, to get stuff done for myself. And then said that was a great idea to launch a podcast with those same kind of concepts around productivity and healthy habits and personal growth. And so that's what uh, everything that I do now kind of revolves around. I think that's so great. The fact that you you saw this in yourself, you wanted to be more productive, and then you found all of the different ways that you could do that for yourself, and now you're bringing that to your audience. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk to you today is really about um, everybody is now finding themselves working from home, and I think um, I think it's really tough. I think. Um, I think people are finally experiencing uh, experiencing that, you know, I and and struggling with it a bit. And I, I'm just so curious um, with with this new era where we're all working from home, how to sort of beat and master that productivity from home. It's a challenge. I think that's for a lot of people. It's it's a whole new world. I mean, I've been working from home myself for about five years now. And so I've had a system already to do the whole thing. I've got my podcast studio here at home and all my work systems and everything else. But for a lot of people, working from home is new. And then on top of that, I think for me recently, a big change is that since our daughter's daycare is closed, we now have a one-year-old in our house. Uh, so it's my wife and I and our dog and our daughter and trying to figure out how to work now in this new situation is it's a whole new challenge. I think for a lot of people that those kinds of distractions are now more real. And so it's just really a question of how can you block distractions? How can you guarantee focus? How can you kind of be kind of amped up for the day to want to get things done while knowing full well that you really can't leave the house, can't really do as much kind of stuck in place. And so I, initially for me, I mean, I was watching a lot of TV because I was kind of bored and I was like, well, that's, that's not a good solution to this problem. You know, I can't just keep doing that forever. So then it's the question of how do you stay busy and, and focused? I think that it's it's not necessarily easy at first until you sit down. And, and what I did was I made a list. Here are the things that I want to see that happen every day for me. Here's what I want to make sure are my top priorities. So exercise being like kind of the number one thing to get my blood pumping. You know, what's my number one uh, business goal for the day? How can I help my wife and my daughter and my dog? How can I like, be helpful for them? but then also keep my own sanity in the middle of all of that kind of chaos going on. And so that those kinds of challenges you have to weigh, but the best thing for me that's helped so far is just being very intentional about saying, here's what a great day looks like in this new environment. Here are the things that I want to make sure get done. Now that total list is a lot shorter and less kind of aggressive than I usually am because I have more challenges, but that's okay. Cause this is a temporary thing. And so just the question of what, how can I optimize what I have now? And if that happens, then I feel like my day is so much better and I feel better about it. So then the next day I can kind of take that energy and, and do more with it. I think so much of what you said is so valid. And a lot of people are experiencing this for the first time, whereas you maybe had a really good flow worked out previously, but now, as you mentioned, it's your wife's at home, your daughter, it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, additional challenges that you're, you're dealing with. So I love that idea of like writing a list of the things that you want to accomplish both on the personal and the business goal level and being really intentional with it. Um, what about, because I know also what people are experiencing is they have more time to do these things. So, um, you know, Parkinson's law is basically the activity that you have expands to the time that you have to do it. And for you, it might be a little bit different because you have kids at home, but for a lot of us, um, you, you know, we're experiencing the fact that we don't have any plans at night. So our, our work lives sort of creep into what would 
be considered our relaxing time. So how how would you uh, solve for that sort of that idea of just like sort of unlimited amount of time, which feels like, but you you still need to get things done and still feel productive. Yeah, I think that that was a challenge I had for you know many years prior to my daughter being born was that I had all kinds of time. And so, you know, as a productivity guy, I just kept being productive. I kept working. And so I would put in 16, 18 hour workdays sometimes, which is fine on a temporary basis. I think there's, you know, if you're a certain project you want to launch or a certain thing you want to really get done quickly, I think those kinds of just like really aggressive work times are great, but that can't be the norm. And so the real challenge is figuring out how to set clear boundaries to make sure you have an actual workday. So it could be nine to five or whatever hours you want to set to say, like, I'm going to put in real intentional effort for this amount of time and then it's over. And like you just mentioned about Parkinson's law, it's really helpful to have an end time for your day to make sure that you're not just kind of lazily going through the motions or just kind of letting things take forever. It's a lot actually more fulfilling to have a cutoff time and to say, I'm going to work really hard, really focused until the end time and then stop. And then I'm going to change activities, do something different. And that gives you something to look forward to also. So like, let's say, for example, you're not going to go out to a club at night, you know, because we can't do that, but maybe you could, you know, build something. Maybe you could do a puzzle at night. Maybe you could like create something new. Like that's when the creativity and the opportunity really pops in. And for a lot of people, you know, this time right now could be one of their most productive and fulfilling times of their lives because you have time that normally would not exist. And so it's just really a question of what do you want to do with that time and what would really bring you fulfillment long-term? And of course, in the short term of keeping your sanity, being at home all the time. So I think for me, I like to change it up. So if I'm on the computer for a while, then I'll kind of go to my garage and do woodworking for a while. And I kind of try to find that variety in my day to make sure that I know that there are different activities planned that'll keep me engaged and that I won't get burned out at the same time. Yeah, that's really true about avoiding burnout, especially when this work could potentially creep into your after hours if you're not really intentional with it. Um, but how have you managed, uh, you mentioned uh, you have a one-year-old at home. How have you managed that with your wife of sharing those responsibilities? And and uh, because I've heard some people are splitting their days up. Um, so one parent takes the morning versus the afternoon or what recommendations do you have for people with kids at home to uh, kind of share those responsibilities? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that if you have kids that kind of need your full-time attention, which a one-year-old definitely does, uh, then you really have no choice but to, to share time. And so you know, in the morning hours, I'm on daddy duty and I watch my daughter. And then my wife takes over in the afternoons. And then in the evenings when my daughter goes to sleep, we both have kind of work time or just kind of together time from like 7 p.m. on. So our day is really in those chunks and making sure that I can you know get the work done when it's my work time. I'm actually more focused now because I have to be. So if I only have, you know, four hours of quality work time in the afternoon, then that's what I'm going to lean in and do all of that work is, is the best of my ability. And it's really just that question of intentionality. How can you set clear boundaries? How can you share those responsibilities so you know, you know, whatever has to get done is getting done, but then also make sure there's a balance between everybody so not one person takes the whole load. And it's been a balancing act. It's, it was, it's been challenging for us to figure that out just kind of, uh, normally like on a weekend basis as well, but especially now that it's 24 seven every single day, it's really that question of making sure that every day everyone gets what they need. And that means being flexible with your time. And I know that that's one thing 
I've had to do a lot of is that I, I don't have me time anymore, right? It's, it's us time all the time, which is a very different way of existing. And so it, a part of that, just like an emotional and, and mental shift to make sure that you are kind of on board with the new lifestyle, but then also optimizing it to make sure that you get done what needs to get done for you. Yeah. Well said, well said. And in that, like we, we are talking about productivity. What, what does it feel like when you're really, really productive? What does that feel and look like? I think for me, the most productive times are when I have total focus. Um, so as an example right now, like I'm doing a podcast interview, like I'm in my home office with the door closed, my daughter's taking a nap, my wife is working. Like this is a great time where like the house is quiet, there are very few distractions, everything is kind of set up so that I can do one thing. And whenever I do just one thing and I have total focus, that is when I can really dig in deep into projects. It's when I can really get not just a lot done, but really get a lot of quality work done. Because that's really my goal. Um, I don't like days where I'm doing 100,000 things. I like to do just a couple of things really deeply. And that's when I really feel like I'm doing my best work. And so to me, that's the kind of day that really shines as like a great day that I want to repeat. And so if I have a lot of little things, I'll either space them out over time or just pick like one single day of the week and do them all at once. But generally, like the ideal for me to be productive is I choose one or two big things for the day, and that's my whole day to the best of my ability to make sure that's my focus, um, which really is, is challenging because distractions are everywhere, whether it's just from our family or from our phones or whatever it is that we tend to lean to. We all have distractions, and the best thing to possibly do is name them, label them, know what they are, and then find a way one at a time to defeat those so you really can dig in deep on something you really care about. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really great advice because now we have so many tools to stay connected, especially uh, if you're working for you know a big company where you have you could have Slack, you could have email, you could have all of these different messaging apps so people can stay in contact with one another during this time. But it's also really important for you to focus and get, as you said earlier in the interview, you know, the most important thing done in your day that you need to get done. So blocking out your time in order to do that, I think is, I think is really smart. Um, and so how can you stay motivated throughout the day? So let's say, yeah, you maybe have, you started your day well, you got your workout in, you, you know, you started with your first action item. Um, but then you kind of hit that afternoon slump. Uh, what are some ways that you can notice that you're slumping or your energy's dropping and, um, and how can you sort of deal with that? I think for a lot of people, the afternoon slump is the time when they say, okay, I'm more tired. So I'm just going to kind of keep kind of like forcing the work to happen anyway. But I take kind of the opposite approach. If I'm getting tired and I have the afternoon slump or I don't feel like working, I stop working. I take a break. I intentionally, I'll take an hour or two off in the afternoon and just do something else. Normally, because I work from home, I'll do the laundry or the dishes or I'll find some other activity to do that doesn't require my brain cells to work too hard. And I'll just kind of get myself moving, doing something different. And then I come back to work more refreshed and ready. You know, I'll make a tea or something and just kind of give myself that chance to say, I took a break and that was healthy and necessary, but now I'm going to ramp back up and get back to another uh, focused block of time. And so I think that usually with energy dips, the, the best thing you can do is just lean into that energy dip. Understand that that's just kind of part of the daily rhythm and not try to force yourself to work through it because I feel like that's when people really get burned out. That's when they, your emotional energy gets drained really fast versus taking a chance to really have a, a legitimate break 
and then you actually feel ready to work again later, which that's when the, the more work is going to get done faster. And so to me, it's, it's an emotional game. It's just figuring out how to make sure that I'm excited to go do the next thing, which doesn't usually happen if I'm trying to force it to happen. And so I think that energy is a huge aspect of productivity. There's so much that connects with those things. A daily workout is obviously a fantastic thing to do, but also drinking a lot of water throughout the day, you know, taking breaks when you need them, like whatever it is that works for you that allows you to feel good about your work, like that's going to be most helpful as opposed to just trying to say, I'm just going to just dive through this because I just long-term, it just makes you kind of regret those hours, which isn't helpful at all. Yeah, I think that, I think that's really smart. And is it possible for us to still sort of achieve the goals that we have set before we kind of entered into this world where, where it looks different? Yeah. You know, meaning I think, you know, a lot of us have sort of bigger goals for ourselves. Um, it could be personal, it could be professional. Um, but then as we are pivoting into this world, which looks a little bit differently, how can we sort of continue to maintain those goals? And, you know, I know you mentioned, so that like doing those top action items for the day, but how can you check in with yourself to make sure you're still working on some of the chipping away at some of those like bigger goals that you set for yourself? Well, I use Evernote to track all of my progress on my major projects. And so that to me is just like the hub where I am always checking in on a daily basis of where am I with this next big project? And that could be personal or professional. So I've got everything from like a marathon training plan in there to like the next book that I want to write. Like all of these things are broken down in Evernote with these very specific checklists and action items. So if I ask the question, kind of where am I in this project? I can look at these checklists. I can see what's already been done. I can see what the next action is and then all the future actions to come. So that gives me a really quick snapshot of where I am in that project. So then I just ask the question, you know, what is that next action and how can I schedule it on my calendar to make sure that it's has some guaranteed time to be worked on. And if that happens, then I know that I am on track to make progress on the things that matter most to me. And that's, what I'm always checking in with every day. When I ask the question, you know, what are today's big goals that almost always comes from those next action lists to know wh what I need to do today to move forward on everything I care about. So that to me really comes down to that at the end of the day, having those checklists. Most people have some sort of a kind of hodgepodge system somewhere with post-it notes and random ideas. I like to consolidate everything into one location. I bring all the random thoughts into one place. I organize them and have a very specific, you know, step-by-step -step list of actions, which clarifies things for me really well. I'm a very, I'm a type A guy. I love data and details, but that gives me the chance to really see where I am. So I'm never really overwhelmed or confused about my, my current status. I know what it is. And then from there, it gives me the clarity to then move forward. Yeah, I think that I think that's really good advice because I think so many of us have decision fatigue of like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do next. I, I have these goals. I wrote them, wrote them down somewhere, but actually getting them like consolidated with the corresponding, um, you know, basically action items that you need to in order to achieve that bigger goal. I think I think is really smart. Um, I think that's great. And so. So your podcast is the 5 a.m. Miracle podcast. And so what are the things that you're doing to win every morning? For me, I like to set one big goal per morning. So there's a lot of morning routines out there that involve a lot of different you know, action steps, everything from doing morning yoga to, you know, an affirmation to read a book and, and just, you know, lot, lots of possibilities there. I have tried those in the past. I've done morning routines where I have lots of little things. But I've shifted over the time to really just picking one specific thing 
that I think would really give me the best start to my day. And so that either includes a morning run, which is for me is kind of most common, or it is one specific important project, one task to complete that I want to really dig into. And what often is really helpful is to do something you really don't want to do or something you've been postponing, because if you can really get that kind of that progress early on the day to tackle something you really have not done well with, then you get a ton of confidence because you've addressed the elephant in the room. You know, Brian Tracy, who's a famous author, has a book called Eat That Frog. And that's the same mentality. You want to do the thing that's most disgusting, most difficult, most, you know, the thing you hate the most, do it first, get it over with and move on with your day. And I find that kind of a mentality allows me to wake up, tackle something, you know, difficult. And then all of a sudden I have all this confidence and productivity behind me. And I just feel so much better to go do more with my day. So that's a, the a kind of the emotional feeling that I want is to have that, that morning victory because I did something powerful just now. Now let's go tackle some more stuff. And so that's the feeling that I'm trying to achieve, which can be done in a variety of ways. So, and it always changes based upon my current goals, but I just want to make sure I'm intentional with assigning a very specific, you know, one big action to take every morning. Yeah. I like that because then you get this great, like, energy that continues throughout your day because you feel you start feeling really good when you are productive you want to get more of that feeling and so that i think if you start your day that way it leads into the rest of your day which leads into your what is happening with your tomorrows and your future days so i think it's really it's a lot easier to keep an object in motion than it is to kind of start and stop so i think it's smart to keep your you in motion by uh, achieving those things first thing in the morning. And then it just, hopefully that energy. And as you said, that confidence just continues throughout the day. Yeah, definitely. And so many of my uh, listeners have said, I'm, I'm snacking a lot. Like I can't stop. <laughs> I'm just like by the fridge. Um, like, do you have any tips for, you know, to, to still continue to like stay healthy with your routines while, while working from home? So I've got two basic strategies here. Um, the first one is one that I have tried to do for many years. It kind of works most of the time, which is to only buy healthy foods to bring home. Um, if you snack all day, but you're doing so on you know carrots and, and green peppers, it's less of a big deal than if you're snacking on Snickers bars all day. And so the, my first objective when I go buy groceries is to make sure I'm really being intentional with only buying things that I consider to be healthy and that aren't going to be too tempting when I'm at home all day. Uh, the second thing is I pack a lunch pretty often, even though I work from home, which sounds kind of weird. But like if you are thinking of this as a regular day job, I'm going to pack my lunch and prepare to go to the office. But your office is, you know, 10 feet away. That's fine. You just pack your lunch for those healthy things you want to eat. And then your objective is all day long to only eat out of what you packed. And so if you're intentional about packing healthy food in that little box, then you're going to be good to go the rest of the day. And that has helped me a ton because it really gives me a boundary of saying, I only get to eat these items that I packed. And if I do that, then I, I know what I'm going to eat that day and I know it's healthy and then I feel better about it. And so this would kind of help prevent a lot of that, you know, the, the mindless snacking or just the endless trips to the refrigerator. Like I really, I don't want to get into those kinds of habits. So I have to create boundaries for myself to ensure that that's not going to happen, which over the years I've gotten a lot better at that, but it definitely takes some practice to get good at. 
That's such a that's such a fun trick. And I think it's really smart because you're eliminating the decision out of, you know, what's going to be for lunch or what your snacks may be because they're in front of you. And so you don't have to make that decision, save your energy for something else. But then in the meantime, you have these sort of healthy things to fuel you throughout the day, which will just make you feel better in general. Like if you're snacking on Snickers all day, you're not going to be feeling good or motivated to, to that's what's going to cause your afternoon slump. Um, so, uh, I love that tip. Um, and one of the goals of your podcast is really help people like jump out of bed with enthusiasm, which I think we talked about a lot of different, you know, strategies, doing that one big thing, eating the frog, um, in order to, to feel that way. But, um, how can you maintain that feeling? So, um, as this, like as it drags on, as we're in coronavirus and all this news is inundating us every day, how, how can we stay positive and how can we, um, you know, bounce, bounce out of bed every day with enthusiasm? Yeah. It's a thing that I kind of, I don't know, happened into on accident over the years. Um, back when I first kind of discovered my own version of a 5am miracle, I was training for marathons and I realized that there was a very strong connection between running and waking up with energy. And I have really kind of, I've tested that model a lot by having seasons of my life where I didn't run at all and seasons where I was just lifting weights and seasons where I was not working out, not working out or not really doing things in the way that I do them now. And what I've realized with all these different kind of personal experiments was that I feel the absolute best when I wake up. If I, number one, have gone to bed super early, so I have tons of sleep, that's, that's the foundation. But then the second thing is that if I wake up and have a, a morning workout or some kind of physical activity early in the day, it trains my body to then want to get up and start moving. And that to me has been the, the real clear connection is that if my body like physically wants to get up and move when the alarm goes off, then I'm actually going to bounce out of bed and feel good about it. Um, as opposed to a lifestyle of just being more stagnant or one where you're just like always wanting to curl up in a ball and fall asleep it doesn't lead to a life of energy or one of feeling like, like that enthusiasm that comes with exercise and the habitual nature of what that brings. And so I know that if I'm having a season of my life where getting out of bed is difficult, that the answer is very simple. It's just go work out first thing in the morning. And that almost always solves my problem unless I'm sick or something else is going on. Like that is the solution. And so for me, like it, it's about figuring out what works for you. I know for me, running is the thing. Uh, for everyone else, it could be something different, but it's just knowing your body and knowing what causes you to be excited for your morning routine. Um, I had a coaching client a few years ago who refused to get out of bed before 8 a.m. unless he was going surfing. And then all of a sudden, he had no problem with a 4 a.m. wake-up call because he was excited about the thing he was doing. And so that's what it takes sometimes is having that emotional tie to whatever it is you're going to do first thing in the morning. Yeah, I love that. I'm I'm also a big proponent of working out in the morning because of the way I feel and I feel off if I don't do it. So it's really it's how I also start my day and um you know, and I think for people working at home, they may not have a lot of space, but there's still a lot of great at-home workouts you can do that are free. Um, you know, and even also just trying to go go for a walk safely around your block uh, several times just to just to get moving i think i think what you're saying is so true i think that really helps you to be in that state of movement and and to stay productive um are there any other tips and recommendations you might share about how to win every day 
Well, I think we've hit most of the big ones. I know for me, what helps me the absolute most is just the intentionality is the core thing. I think that's the one thing most people miss is just making a very clear list of what uh, what a, a day would look like that was a victory. Like, what would today actually be if it was awesome? And be intentional with that. And once you've decided what those things are for you, it, then it's just the question of actually following your own to-do list and doing it, uh, which oftentimes comes down to accountability, which is, you know, that's when people hire coaches or they get their spouse involved or their, you know, roommates or whoever they can to kind of do life together. And that makes those things a lot easier to be able to jump into the next activity. Um, if you're left to your own devices, most of us will kind of make poor choices. So oftentimes the best solution uh, is to be socially connected as best you can, which Obviously, today's world is very challenging, but there are plenty of ways to get accountability it's through virtual calls or you know check-ins with your friends or whatever the case is uh, to make sure that whatever goals you've set for yourself are still happening. Um, often cases, if you're working virtually with your boss, you might have you know systems with your employer to actually make sure that you're going to stay on schedule, which oftentimes helps a lot too. Uh, but really, it's just having those boundaries, those clear systems, and making sure that you have defined ahead of time how your great day is going to look. Yeah, well said. Well said. Thank you for that. And are there any other books and podcasts or other resources you might recommend? Obviously, you mentioned um, your podcast and, and your books, um, which feel free to mention again, but if there's anything else that you may recommend as well. Yeah, I would say if you want to read them I in the 5A Miracle book kind of breaks down the podcast in a lot of more clarified ways with structure and system. So that's probably a good place to begin. Um, other books I really enjoy with productivity. Uh, number one is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Um, it's a really great book to figure out kind of the few things that matter most. Um, related to that is another book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Uh, that's a phenomenal book if you just want to do literally one thing and do it well and have it make a really big difference in your day. Um, I found those two books to kind of be my go-to. Um, actually, right now, because we're in a pandemic, uh, Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, is a really great one to figure out how to focus and how to dig in deep to things and get a lot of value from your time there. So I would say that those three books right there would be a really good start if you want to kind of get more out of your time. Amazing. Thank you. And so how can we find out more about you? Uh, jeffsanders.com is the website there. So the best place to begin is to learn all the things I have going on. Uh, of course, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you find podcasts as well. Great, Jeff. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Jeff for all of his wise words. And thank you for giving this a listen. Here are today's top takeaways. Number one, be really intentional about what a day looks like in this new environment. Achieve one really big thing per day to stay focused. Make a list for what you want to see happen every day for yourself. Do that one big goal. Doing one specific thing will give you the most accomplishment throughout the day. And it could be something that you've been putting off. Do the thing that's disgusting or difficult. And if you do it first in your day, it'll help with boosting confidence and productivity so you can win every day. Intentionality is a key here. Number two, have a cutoff time. Work and home life are now blending together. So it's really important for you to have a cutoff time where you're closing your laptop and powering down. So set clear boundaries. Put in intentional effort for a set amount of time and then turn off your computer. End your day so that you have an end to your day and you're not lazily going through all of the motions. And it's more fulfilling, honestly. 
if you have different activities planned in the evening, you won't get burned out during the day and just allowing work and your home life to have a little bit of separation. And if you have an afternoon slump, do something else. Do laundry or do dishes. Do, do something that doesn't require your brain. Then you can come back more refreshed and ready. Number three, achieve total focus. Total focus is productivity. It feels so good when we're productive. So eliminate the few distractions so you can get doing on that one thing. It's all about finding that great day you want to repeat. So if you do that by achieving the one or two big things for the day, you'll feel really good and you'll feel in that state of flow and deep work. But if you're distracted, as we all are and we can be, name the distractions so you can start eliminating them one one at a time. Number four, I really loved this for how to avoid snacking, especially when we're at home all day next to our fridges. Uh, only buy healthy items and that you bring into your home. Yes, we're working from home, but we don't know how long this will last and we want to stay healthy. And in order to do that, we should bring in foods that make us feel good and fuel us and give us the energy we need. So only buy healthy items and pack your lunch. I think that was so creative. So you can only eat what you brought for yourself for your lunch. There are so many other great tips in there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, please rate, review, share it on anywhere you get your podcasts. It helps others find this episode and this podcast. I do this for you and I want to help you. So if there's any ways that I can be supportive to you in this time, please email me kickassinyourlife at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, kickassin.life for more. And visit my site, kickassin.life with more resources. You'll find the links to the eBooks, find links to Skillshare where you can get those two free, two free months. And I just want you to hang in there. It's a tough time. It's difficult. If you don't feel like you're being your most productive self, don't worry. Nobody, nobody is. And, and if you just need time to, to relax and protect yourself and, and just take care of yourself in this global pandemic, I encourage you to do that and find ways to do that for yourself. We'll talk about that in future episodes, but I just want you to know I'm here for you and you're doing great and you will continue to do great. So go kick ass in your life until next time.